All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this podcast and radio show. This is Pastor Todd Coconato. And I've been in the presence of the Lord this morning. I'm so thankful for God because I don't know how I would possibly make it in this world without being able to go into the presence of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Woo! God, you're good. In the middle of the trial, in the middle of the test, in the middle of the craziness in our world, God is strengthening us in our faith. He's giving us the unction, the understanding of how to be end time warriors. And I'm learning this with you. We're all learning this together. None of us are experts, but I believe God is preparing us, preparing our hearts for what we need to do, how we how we can live a truly consecrated life, how we can truly find that peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. So I want to welcome you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. You know, I was doing CPAC coverage, all prepared to do a second show on CPAC coverage. But I did mention in the last broadcast that we were going to talk about reprobate minds. And I'll tell you, I've been spending time with the Lord this morning, and I just really feel like this is what we need to talk about instead of talking about CPAC. We'll, we'll probably come back to CPAC. I have a lot of footage and coverage that we can go over and different sound bites and different things like that. But this morning, I want to talk about what is a reprobate mind? Okay, what is this? You know, the phase reprobate mind is found in Romans 1.28, if you're taking notes, Romans 1.28, and it's in reference to those whom God rejected. He called them godless and wicked. You know, they suppress the truth with their wickedness, and it is upon these people that the wrath of God rests in Romans 1.18. So the Greek word, translated reprobate in the New Testament. I don't know if I want to pronounce it right, but it's like adokimos, which means unapproved, that is rejected by implication, worthless, literally or morally. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, you know, the one that had the Damascus Road encounter, he was Saul and he turned into Paul. I, I relate to that because I was Todd that turned into Todd, but uh, I will tell you um, the Lord changed my life from being very messed up in the world and did a lot in my life. And I'm still on that journey. The journey has been going on over 20 years, you know, even more than that. Um, But God, it continues to peel layers away. And I don't know about you, but if any of us think that we've ever arrived and that we've made it and that's it, no more God is done working on our heart, then we are probably in one of the most dangerous places we've ever been in our walk because God is always peeling away another layer. God is always taking us deeper. God is always giving us fresh revelation when we are open to inquiring of his Holy Spirit. So the Apostle Paul, he describes two men named Janus, 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 I think it's Janus. It's J-A-N-N-E-S and Jambres as who resist the truth men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. This is in 2 Timothy 3.8. So here, uh, the reprobation is regarding the resistance to the truth because of corrupt minds. Now think about this. In today's world, are people rejecting blatantly the truth? Are they calling men women? Are they calling women men? Are they saying you can be anything you want to be? If you want to be a dog and get on the floor and start barking, you can do that. Now, now they're making excuses for 
they, they even have a new name like minor attraction it's i don't know exactly what the acronym that they're using but it's like they're trying to normalize this now so like an adult that has attraction to minors they're trying to normalize well of course we knew this was coming because it's such a slippery slope once you walk out of god's perfect will and his desire for humanity which was to be fruitful and multiply that marriage is between a man and a woman it's not hate it's it's just the order that god designed the the world and and everything you know it's his his intelligent design so humans are trying to you know because of the fall and 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 that we've come into a fallen world in the original sin you know it there's this, there's, there's this desire of the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, the liar in chief, okay, to cause us to always want to counterfeit. That's what sin does. It's, it's a counterfeit of what God created to be good. And Satan is the counterfeiter. Well, did God really say you can't eat from that tree? You know, is, is marriage really between a man and a woman? You know, is it really wrong if you have same-sex attraction? Is it really wrong if you're attracted to minors? and on, and on, and on. These are corrupt minds. And this is what we're seeing a lot of in this hour is corrupt minds. So Paul is talking about these guys. Sorry if I botched the names. It's like Jan, Janes and, and Jambres. And they resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Okay? And so in Titus, Paul also refers to those whose works are reprobate. And he says this, quote, they profess that they know God, but in works they deny him in being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Therefore, the reprobate mind is one of corrupt and worthlessness. That's what Paul is showing us. It's a corruption. And those that want to blatantly deny the truth, because the Bible is the truth. You know, we've been talking about this a lot lately. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. Jesus is the living word. He, was, he, he, he became flesh and dwelt among us. And who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. So God tells us we've got to renew our mind. Why do you think so many people, it's the mind. Have you noticed the mind is under attack? They're trying to convince us sin is okay. What's good is evil. What's evil is good. They're trying to convince us that Christianity is outdated. They're trying to convince us that we pray to some imaginary God in the sky. These are the same people, by the way, that think humans can be gods, that we are our own gods. They tell us, you know, it came from a big bang and everything's about technology and science. Trust the science except for when it says that there's only a male, male and a female, then don't trust the science. <laughs> this, is, so this is all part of the reprobate mind. And so what we have to make sure is that we are not conforming to the things of this world, but we are being transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. So this is important. How do we renew the mind? Well, I know I sound like a broken record, but when you get into the word, you worship and you pray, you're in the presence of the most high God. And, and, and God desires for us to come in his presence. He desires for us as spiritual beings to commune with him. 
And when we do that, there's a renewal process that happens in our mind. And boy, do we need it more than ever before. Because I'm telling you, when I start getting, listen, I'm a pastor. I love the Lord, but I'm no better than any other human being as far as like, does, does, do these things start bothering me? You know, when I read the headlines, does the enemies try to come in with fear and doubt and worry and concern? Of course. And so I have to cast those feelings down and say, no, that is not of the Holy Spirit. That is not who I am. What is my identity in Jesus Christ? I am in the world, but I'm not of the world. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. His promise is yes and amen, hope in a future. He's with me even until the end of the age. He will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's called me for a time as this. He's commissioned me to be about his business, to go out, to cast out, and to drive out. And so I reject the lie from the modern-day prophets of Baal and all the people that are trying to propagandize me and convince me that God doesn't hear my prayers or that I should live in fear or that I should start you know, just getting overwhelmed by this hour because this is what the devil wants to do to us, friends. He wants to overwhelm us, and if he can win the battle of the mind... This is why this is such an important topic. I'm telling you, I wrote this article the other day and people were writing me from all over the world because it it struck a chord. It's a reprobate mind. We're noticing this is happening around the world. It's not just here in the United States. There is an attack on the mind. Therefore, the reprobate mind is one of corruptness, corruption, and this is really important, worthless. Now, we're never worthless in Jesus Christ, but the devil wants us to be worthless, He wants us to be a zombie. He wants us to be completely conformed. That's where you see this hive mind mentality in these people that are just walking around and believing whatever it is that's the new thing. You know, if it's Ukraine, if it's this, if it's that, COVID, whatever the new thing is, fear, you know, doubt, walk away from God. They're literally trying to force us in every way that they can coerce us to give up our faith because why why would they care so much about our faith think about have you thought about this why would they care so much about your faith why would scientists be like spending billions of dollars to try to find the god particle if there was nothing to our faith if if we're just believing some imaginary god in the sky and there's nothing to praying and there's nothing to spiritual warfare there's nothing to any of this why then Would they be spending billions of dollars to try to localize and understand this God particle because they're trying to be like gods? That's right. They're trying to be like gods. They are reprobate. This is the same thing that's been going on since they built the Tower of Baal. It's the same thing. And we're in this battle and you have been chose to be an end time warrior. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to be talking about reprobate mind. This is the Todd Coconato Show, toddcoconato.com, and we'll be right back. All right, Todd Coconato Show. Thank you for tuning in today. What is a reprobate mind? They're literally saying unapproved that is rejected by implication worthless literally and morally paul said therefore the reprobate mind is one that is corrupt and worthless basically that's what he's implying as we can see in the verses that i spoke people who are classified as having a reprobate mind have some knowledge of god and perhaps know of his commandments however they live impure lives 
and have very little desire to please God. This is important. See, when I wake up in the morning, I want to please God. Do you want to please God? I want to please him. I desire to please the Lord because to me, and I'm not trying to brag, I'm just saying like as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, I believe you, you have the same desire, I would hope so, to please him. We want to please our father, just like we would want to, you know, please when we're, when we're children, our earthly father, our earthly mother. We have that desire to, to be in their, in, their, in their will, you know, I mean, what they desire for us, like because they, they care about us, they love us, hopefully. I know some of us have a difficult situation at home, but for the most part, a parental figure should love you. And if you've been hurt by a parental figure, here's the greatest thing about the Lord is that he is the good father. And so he's our very present help in time of need. If, we're, if we lack in the world, and trust me, my parents, I love them, but have they always been perfect? No, there's been stuff that I had to go through. I share in my testimony that were very difficult when I was a kid with my parents and, and the way that some things happened in our household. And, and it shouldn't have happened that way. But you know what? We're all human and the, we're born into a world of sin. And, you know, there's challenges in families. Have you had challenges in families? Well, maybe you haven't. Maybe you have. Maybe your family's challenged right now. Listen, the devil tried to mess with my family and I had to get in the presence of God. And, and you know, I got to constantly get in the presence of God. This is what I'm trying to explain. It's, it's dying your flesh daily. Why does the Bible say that? Die to your flesh daily. Because the flesh is always trying to, to mount an attack against the spirit. It's this, it's this constant battle of, of light versus darkness. Of, uh, it's all for our soul and for eternity and for other souls. And so this reprobate mind thing, okay? Those who have reprobate minds live corrupt and selfish lives. You know, sin, think about this. They justify sin. Hello, have you seen people justifying sin in our world? Are you seeing people that are trying to change the Bible? It's selfish. Sin is justified and acceptable to them. The reprobates are those whom God has rejected and is left to their own devices, not because he doesn't love them, not because he didn't die for them, not because he wants this, but because he's given us free will and the people have openly rejected God. Openly. They, they, they say it so blatantly these days. I mean, they curse God. They mock God. Now, here's the thing about this. I mean, this is the greatest thing about the gospel message. At any moment, if they have a change of heart, they can come to the throne of God. He stands at the door of their heart knocking, and all they have to do is let him in, just like the apostle Paul, and their life will be forever changed. And they walk out of that. But I believe this is a demonic and wicked assignment of this hour as the spirit of Antichrist rages. And as people see this more than ever, this spirit of Antichrist that is literally raging on the earth right now, where it is a battle of light versus darkness, and you feel it, and I feel it. It's a pressure. It's a spiritual pressure. And it's why we got to just trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all our ways, in all our ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct our path in all our ways. When that flesh wells up in you, when you want to be so angry with your spouse, when you want to be so angry about your job, your finances, you're worried, you're concerned, you're fearful, you're doubting. This is when we get into the flesh. Now, I'm not saying you have a reprobate mind, but the people that are walking in the reprobate mind that are around us, because it's very hard for us not to deal with people that are, that are in this rebellion. 
It's a state of rebellion. And so God has rejected their rebellion and has left them to their own devices. Now, when God leaves somebody to their own devices, oh boy, you got to pray for that person, but they are out of the covering of God. And really anything could happen, anything, because the wages of sin are death. And so we, we, we are not in a time right now, I'm just going to be honest and real as a pastor, somebody who cares about you, we're not in a time to be messing around, friends. I mean, literally, the world is on fire, and there's plenty of reasons in the flesh and in the natural to be very concerned. Now, I'm thankful that I have a prayer life, and you have a prayer life, and we can go into the secret place and be filled and strengthened in our faith and be in the world but not of it, literally operating outside the system. And this is what God wants us to do and to learn to do. But we, we've got to be able to have the discernment when we, see, see, we know about this now, what a reprobate mind is. We, we understand what this is. So can a Christian have a reprobate mind? Well, someone who has sincerely accepted Jesus Christ by faith will not have this mindset because the old person, here's the deal, with the reprobate mind has been recreated into a new creation. In fact, the scripture even tells us this. It says, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That's 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 17. So Christians are basically a new creation. We're new people. We live differently and we speak differently. We are a peculiar people. We are in the world, but we're not of it. But the thing is, is like, we are, we are not going to be accepted. If you're looking for acceptance from all the people in the world, you're not going to find that. They're not going to just accept you unless they come to the knowledge and understanding and, and, the, and, the, and the repentance that it takes to become a follower of Yeshua. Once that happens, there's a spiritual change. Now, there are some people that are newer believers, or maybe they're looking at you and your life and your, and they may even be your spouse. Listen, I know this, my, my own family looks to my faith, and you know what, I need to, I need to understand that. Okay, I'm a spiritual leader. God has given me a certain uh, calling on my life. And so people look, and so they want to see, how is Todd going to respond? Do people do that with you? I'm sure they do. How are you going to respond? Are you going to get angry? Are you going to get mean-spirited? Are you going to get fearful? Are you going to fall apart? Are you going to, you know, just freak out? Or this is the moment for you to shine. This is the moment for you to say, okay, here we are. It's game time now. This is what I've trained for. I'm a Christian follower of Jesus. Jesus is in the boat. He has the power to control the, the wind and the air and the seas. Am I going to walk on water? Am I going to stand up in the crazy world in the hour that we're in and say, wait a minute, I serve the God of heaven and earth. I serve the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I serve the, the great I am. And, and once we understand who we are, then we can separate ourselves from this madness because otherwise we're going to freak out. We're going to be depressed. We're going to be oppressed. I get overwhelmed. And if I don't go into the secret place and recharge and strengthen myself in the faith, that's it. I'm done. I might as well just go into my little hole and just be sad. And many people are doing that right now. Now, I refuse to do that. I'm not going to sit and go into a hole and be sad. I meant to go out, to cast out, to drive out. I meant to occupy until he comes. I meant to be the soul and the light. So are you. So when we go out and we, and we, that's why there's a righteous remnant in America, despite the abomination all around us and the sin that's so pervasive and all the demonic stuff and the wickedness that's so blatant and in our face and it's just everywhere and, and so many people are deceived and many minds are reprobate. But despite all of that, you have been chosen to be a representative of God. You 
are walking in the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You, come on, you. Isn't that amazing that God chose us? We have to understand how, how weighty this is. Like, oh my goodness, God, thank you. I'm so humbled to be someone that you have chosen for this hour. You brought me into the world at this time. Wow. I mean, we got to think about that. This is a wow, because a Christian is not going to, a true Christian is not going to have this reprobate mind. Amen or oh me. Those with reprobate minds do not have the spirit and live only for themselves. How can we ever live a successful life without the spirit of the living God? We need the Holy Spirit, my friends. We've got to have the Holy Spirit. We've got to. Amen? All right, this is good. Reprobate mind. We're talking about reprobate mind. This is the Todd Coconato podcast and radio show. You can go to www.pastortodd.org www.pastortodd.org and we'll be right back alright this is uh, if you're listening to podcasts it's commercial free and we do that because we don't want to bog you down with commercials I know a lot of people are doing ads and commercials, and you wonder, well, how do you pay for the broadcast? Well, that's a good question. How do we pay for the broadcast? We need your support. We're fully listener-supported. But many people are tuning in, and I just pray that you would ask the Lord if this is a ministry, you know, that you would like to support. Really appreciate it. You can go to toddcoconaut.com slash give and help us stay on the air and get on more places. We're continuing to add additional channels, and every week we're, like, you know, expanding the effort to get the word and the truth out. We've got to get the truth out there because the Bible tells us to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them the ways of the word of God because the word of God is the truth. And that is the antidote. That is the answer to reprobate minds. That is the answer to the confusion. There's a lot of confusion especially in the younger generation. They've targeted the kids. Why? Because if they can get you at a young age and plant the seeds of doubt and confusion into your heart, then they think they've got you. And it takes a work of the Holy Spirit and the Lord and prayer. That's why if you're praying for your son or your daughter who's out in the world right now, first of all, I want you to understand this, and and somebody needs to hear this right now. You're not a bad parent, okay? You're not a bad parent. I know the devil wants to tell you you're a bad parent, especially if your kid's involved in drugs and alcohol and promiscuity and out there in the world. A lot of times, we're the hardest on ourselves. We really, really, you know, we look at ourselves, we're like, did we fail? Did I fail as a parent? You know, did I fail? I mean, really? I mean, do you ever think like that? Did I, you know, and and that's what the devil wants you to think. You're a failure. You're not a failure. You're not a failure. You're walking out your faith journey. And when you walk out your faith journey, there's going to be times when it seems like, you know, really, really difficult to do. And because there's high mountaintop experiences in life, and then there's low valley experiences. And I've had my share of low valley experiences. I mean, you know, I talk to my wife about this a lot, you know, but I've had to like start over a couple of times in life. Have you ever had to do that like career wise and things like that? You know, the Lord just changed the season. All of a sudden, uh, you know, things dried up and it was a new season. And I had to, so if you're, if you're dealing with a job loss right now or maybe a new relationship or you went through a divorce or something like that, I want you to know God is still with you. 
No one can take your faith away from you. Whatever life has dealt you, whatever has happened, of course, life is a series of mountaintop and valley experiences. So you may be in a, in, a, in a valley experience right now. And maybe that's why God led you to this broadcast today. Maybe it is, or this ministry. Because I want to encourage you, if you've been let down by the church or you've been let down by people, people will always let you down. I hope not to let you down. I don't want to let you down. Um, I try very hard not to, uh, but I'm a man. And I would be not doing my due diligence as a leader to tell you, follow me all the time. I would say, follow God, follow his word, test the spirits, because there may be a time when I'm in the flesh. I'm just being honest. Like, leaders need to say this stuff. You know, we, we're not perfect. But the thing is, is I hope, I pray that in listening to this broadcast and in this ministry and following this ministry, you are getting stronger in your faith. That is my heart's desire for you. Because I know that if you're getting stronger in your faith and you're going deeper, then that means you're set up for success. See, I think the problem is there's a lot of people that are not transparent and they act as if they're perfect. Even pastors and leaders, like we never make any mistakes or we never have challenges or we never do anything. You know, that's, that's wrong. That's a lie. Like that's one of the problems in the church. We've got to admit our faults. We've got to admit we're not perfect. We're not celebrity. We're not perfect. We are sinners in need of a savior. But God has called certain people to fivefold, fivefold ministry gifting. And those people are held to a higher standard. And I will just tell you this, I am not perfect. And I have had areas where the Lord has gotten a hold of my life and said, Todd, you better change. You better get better. You better get better at this. In fact, my screensaver on my phone is do better. I need to do better. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better man. I don't want to have areas in my life that are open doors. This is my heart's desire because I hunger and thirst for righteousness. It does not mean I am perfect, but I am trying my best. And I hope that's your heart as well, because that's what's going to set you up for success, longevity, long-term as a believer. But are there traps in the road? Are there mines everywhere? Sure. Are there people with reprobate minds that are willingly thumbing them, their nose at God, rebelling, rebelling against everything in his word, literally doing everything opposite and, and, and trying to be blessed and acting as if they're blessed, but really they're on their way to hell. The whole thing's about souls. And we are reaching a climax period in time, a moment in history, unlike any time that we have seen before, right before the return you know, we're in the third hour. Literally, it's like, it's, it's high time. It's the hour is late. The spirit of Antichrist is raising in the world. We're seeing everything that the Bible said would happen in the end times happening. Is there judgment in America? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is. People asked me the other day, somebody said, is there judgment? I said, I, I think if we were under like heavy judgment, we wouldn't even have a nation anymore. Like we'd, we'd be like Israel, the people of Israel, that when they were worshiping idols, they went into captivity. But I think we're at a very, very, like a hairline from being there. Like we're, we're right about to be in captivity. And, and there's a righteous remnant that's repenting and calling upon the name of the Lord. And we can be a Nineveh, not a Sodom and Gomorrah. But the preachers have to preach repentance. And we have to be transparent. And we have to set people up for success. And we've got to talk about the full counsel of God. And we've got to talk about the actual situation that we're in. And this whole subject of a reprobate mind, the understanding of this is very, very important. In 2 Thessalonians, I'm going to read it again, 2, 9 through 10, it says they could have been saved, but they refused to love the truth and accept it. They could have been saved, 
Think about that. I always think about that scripture that's, you know, the church of Laodicea, it says that he'll spit them out. You know, everybody's always talking about how loving God is. Well, he is extremely loving. It's agape. It's like the purest form of love there is that he has for us. John 3, 16 type of love. He gave his only begotten son. I mean, yeah, he loves us a lot. But the thing is, is that there's a point, though, where God does, you know, release us to our own devices. In other words, we've rejected the truth. We've rejected salvation. We've rejected the word of God. We've rejected what we're meant to do. We've rejected the full counsel of God. And so what happens is, yes, judgment does come. And by the way, judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. So when you see the shaking that's happening in the body of Christ, well, yeah, there's a shaking. Now there's accusation, which could be a lie from the pit of hell, but then there's also a true shaking where what's been done in darkness is brought to light. And we got to be careful and we got to be really praying about this whole thing and understanding like where we're at and what this means for us all. We've got to walk in purity and holiness and righteousness. We've got to fight for our marriages. We've got to fight for our walk. We've got to fight to be on fire. Like we can't fall to the devices and the attacks of the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee. Get behind me, Satan. In Jesus' name, it is written. It is written. Start speaking the word of God. It is written. So a, 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 a sincere Christian cannot have a reprobate mind if we've truly accepted Jesus and we're given to the Holy Spirit and we, we inquire of the Holy Spirit, we have a prayer life, we're in the word of God because that's where faith comes from. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. I know I just beat these things in and if you listen to the broadcast a lot, like I say a lot of the same stuff, but it's because if we grasp this and we live it out, this is gonna be what sets you up. This is gonna be what gets you through, my friend. This is what, like, when you, when you see all the craziness in the world, I mean, what is the latest now? Now, like, Russia is acting up and China is acting up. So now we could have a total World War III scenario. I saw uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs put out a post last night. I mean, it was, it was very sober. He said, we're one step closer to World War III. I mean, you know, World War II, think how many people died. You know, many. World War III, I mean, wow. They've been talking about this for years. Is it time? Is this where we're at? Is there going to be a war? Is there going to be a nuclear war? Is there going to be another terrorist attack? Is there going to be an, a, a, you know, some type of um, induced famine or some type of induced pandemic or something? I mean, there's so much nefarious, wicked stuff on top of all the reprobate minds and everything that they're trying to plan. And what's holding it back? It's the truth. Because the truth sets the captive free. What's holding it back? There is a resistance. Have you noticed it? Have you felt it? Something shifts when the people of God speak truth. Something shifts in the atmosphere when the people of God stand up and rise up and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm not ashamed of the truth. I'm not ashamed to be a follower of Yeshua. I'm not ashamed to walk in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm not ashamed to speak in tongues. I'm not ashamed to be filled with the Spirit. I'm not ashamed to be trying to, you know, go out there and be who I'm supposed to be. I mean, because God said it's that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead that's in us. That we're going to be able to perform miracles and signs and wonders, even greater things than Jesus did. So, that, you know, I'm, I'm a real seeing as believing person. Are you a seeing as believing person? In other words, you know, when I got saved, it wasn't like I just like, you know, was, oh, okay. Like, I was really inquiring. I was really seeking God. I was really, is this real? Is this not real? God convinced me. 
God convinced me that he's real. I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. That's not to brag. I'm just telling you that's what, that's what brings the sustainability in Christ. If you've not had the encounter, but you're a Christian, here's what you got to do. You got to go deeper. And I say this not for me. I say this for you so that you don't fall into the traps of doubt and fear and the lies of this world and the reprobate minds that will try to suck you into their version of reality, which is untrue. All the fake stuff that they're pushing, it is the deception is thick. It is thick, and even Christians are falling victim to it. That's why the Bible says even the elect will be deceived. Now, I know some people you know, uh, say that scripture means has a different meaning, but I, I really believe that it's along those lines, is that there is going to be people that are believers in Jesus that have been deceived willingly. We see it in the body of Christ. We see it with the people that have their heads buried, that have no urgency, that literally have no um, unction or understanding or revelation of the Holy Spirit right now. They don't have that. And so it's not that they're not saved, but there's a good possibility they could get pulled into darkness and walk out of, of the covering of the Lord and walk into sin. I've seen it happen. There was a pastor I knew up in the, in the Sacramento area, a good man, but he got pulled into the, into the gay lifestyle. I'm praying for him to, to have a revelation of the Holy Spirit, but he just allowed the sin to take over. And he just said, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to fight this feeling that I have anymore. I'm just going to live like this. And he walked away from the ministry. And just imagine the collateral damage at the church. And imagine the people in his family. Imagine the people that are hurt and wounded from from that decision for him to willingly walk into the reprobate mind. That willingness to walk into rebellion. That willingness to walk out of the covering of the Lord. Yet people are doing this. This is what I want people to understand is that, that you can do that. Right now, my mentor used to tell me, if any moment in your walk, I don't care how deep you are, how many books you've written, how big your ministry is, at any moment you could cross over the line and step into darkness, just like that. That's why we've got to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. We've got to be dying to our flesh daily, and we've got to inquire of the Holy Spirit, friends, and learn the devices of the enemy, because many are the plans of the wicked. Many are the plans of the wicked. All right, we're going to finish this discussion when we come back. This is the Todd Coconado podcast. ToddCoconado.com, PastorTodd.org, Remnant.news, RLCUS.org. Those are our websites. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Todd Coconato. By the way, this is so not about me. I do not ever want you to think when i say my name like it's just i'll actually tell you the story real quick you know i used to call it the remnant news and there's like all these different remnant things out there and so people are getting confused and so somebody in the radio business they said you got to call your show by your name because that's like the only thing that <laughs> no one else is going to have especially you with a very unique name so they said call call it the todd coconato show so that's how it became the todd coconato show but i you know i'm it's tough for me to say that sometimes because it's not my show it's this is about the lord this is about the remnant. That's why I like the name The Remnant. This is about us, you know, us collectively together operating in this very difficult time, but yet thriving in the middle of it and controlling our mind, renewing our mind in Jesus Christ, strengthening our faith, going deeper. Listen, let's just go deeper. And then if something happens that's crazy and then we end up dying, hey, we're going to be in heaven ruling and reigning in you know, eternity. Now, you know, I don't want to be like dark and thinking that, you know, the world is done and that's it. But I'm just saying, like, it's a win-win. Even if everything 
fails in this world that we're attempting to do in standing for righteousness and, and changing this country back to Jesus Christ and following our first love and, and seeing a restoration and, you know, returning, you know, restoring the foundations and everything that we're trying to do and we're working hard to do. But if none of that were to, you know, ever work in our lifetime, maybe it'll happen later. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen next week or next year. Or maybe it'll happen 30 years from now, but we're going to stand and the thing is, I want you to understand this because I finally grasped this concept is that we're on the winning team. This is reality. It's a spiritual battle. We're on the right side. And if we don't make it in this life, we still make it for eternity, which is the biggest win ever. It's about our soul, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing. I'm going to play a few minutes of Pastor Jensen Franklin, senior pastor of Free Chapel because I think this was an on-fire, on-point message, and I want you to hear it. I, I really think he was, he was on to something here. He talked about this about two or three months ago, but I think this was a, he was standing up. Thank God. Let's listen to Pastor Jensen for a minute. Ever pastors needed direction, it is now. If we don't get involved, we're going to lose our children and our children's children. We're going to lose freedom of speech. We're going to lose freedom of religion. We're going to lose freedom of worship. We're going to lose it. It's not something you can just go through like a beauty contest and say, that's not my problem. We don't mix our faith with nothing. It's just, we're just here. What did Mordecai say to Esther? He said, you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this, not to be a beauty contested. And do you know when she heard that he had torn his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes, the next part of the verse amazed me. The scripture said, and she sent to him garments. Did you read that? Throw it up. She sent to him garments, new garments. She said, just put on some glad rags. Just cover it up. Just, just let the church kind of do their thing and sing the songs and preach the little message and everybody have burn some candles and do whatever you want to do. And then just go home. Just put on new garments. Put on some glad rags. Just put a smile on your face. Just get up and preach the messages of seven ways to enjoy your vacation. And uh, We need more than that. The end times are happening in our times. If you can't see it, if you Come can't on. see the threat to freedom, if you can't see what is going on in the world. Preach it, Pastor. And it's like the church is totally disconnected. Families falling apart. Marriages falling apart. Culture changing. Redefining of genders and all kinds of things happening. And people like Elon Musk, who's not even claims to be a Christian, he's fighting for freedom of speech while the church is quiet and doesn't want to offend and doesn't want anybody. May, we might lose people. People, you came to the wrong church. We are not that silent church. Come on, man. We come have on. come to the kingdom. Yes. God has given us this Preach to it. affect this nation and this world. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's real, and I'm not, I'm not preaching today to get you whipped up. I'm preaching today to get you woke up. Real wokeness needs to hit the church. Woo! 
Just put on your glad rags and every Sunday come in here and play church and have a beauty contest. Don't affect anything. Don't preach anything. Don't stand for anything. Let generations perish. Let, let marriage be destroyed. Let, let culture disintegrate. Let the history of a nation that was founded has terrible things in its past, but it also has wonderful things like a civil war where men fought for the freedom against their own. They fought so that slaves could be free. That's in our history. This is so important that we not allow the culture to be redefined while our voices are silent. This week in America, a disinformation czar and board was appointed to determine what is acceptable and what is not acceptable concerning the things that you put on your post or I preach. It's a matter of time before I get banned. I've been banned before. They cut us off in the middle of services, but I guess they're going to really be watching. And it's not about me. But what they really hate is this book. Yep. What they really is, hate is what this book says. That's right. What they, it's really not anything but this darkness. book that they fear. I love it when Billy Graham used to get up when he was alive and he would say one thing over and over. If you watch any of his old clips of sermons, he would say, and the Bible says, and the it doesn't matter what my opinion is of gay marriage or transgender. I don't have an opinion. My opinion is what the Bible says. The Bible says, the Bible says, I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be ugly. I'm not going to harass, but you have a right to live like you live, post anything you want to post, but you don't have a right to cancel me and say, I can't say the Bible says. It's called freedom of speech, and it ought to unite every American to say, we will fight for this. Live any way you want to live. Live and let live, but don't say you can't have a voice, but I can. And I won't say I can and you can't. That's called freedom. But what touched me is Esther arose and I saw something else I'd not seen because the scripture said, she said, but you don't understand Mordecai. I can't go into the king because they passed the law. <laughs> you ever read that? Throw it up, guys. She said, there's a law that says I can't go into the king. And I love Mordecai's response. He said, you need to test that law if it's out of line with Come what on, God's man. telling you. That's what we say. And it's time to test some laws. Test it. When grown men want to get in your teenager's Come on, Pastor. locker room and bathroom, it's time to test that law. When... <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand those. I, I, I'm not against the jab. I'm not against the, the needle. I'm not against the shot. I, I, I've had it twice. People in my family, my daughter, my, some of my people have had the, the shot. It's, it's, not a, it's not an issue for me. I don't care. What I don't understand is apparently COVID can be spread in 
all over the place except at the border. If we would just go to the border, apparently you don't need a jab. You don't need a mask. You can come in great numbers by the millions illegally into the nation. You can bring drugs. You can bring criminals. You can bring gang members. Nobody will get COVID. Something is crazy going on. And while we sit back and in one month, an entire, I'm not against my precious Hispanic people. I love the people and some of them are precious and some of them should come legally to this nation. But what I don't understand is how is this happening? How can a whole city, the city, a size of Atlanta comes in illegally. We don't know who's coming in. They know of 50 on the terrorist list that are in this nation. And if they blow up your kids high school, then maybe we will wake up. Then maybe we will realize. And the church is just in a beauty contest and we're just quiet and we don't know how to pray and we don't need prayer meetings and we don't need preachers to get up and we just want you to be non-controversial. I am non-controversial. There's one way. There's one truth. There's one life. His name is Jesus and all must repent. But even the Bible said, put watchmen on the walls and make sure you don't let just anything come into your nation. Well, I'm a watchman and you're a watchman and it's time to get on the walls yes, and sir. realize what's happening to our educational yes, system. What's happening in our law system? What's happening when, when you go on mdweb.com, if there's anywhere you ought to feel safe is medicaldoctorweb.com and you see something that people with great intelligence and know the human body, one, one of the first forms, if you want information, check your gender, male, female, neutral. And I'm not against the shot, but the same voices that scream my body, my choice, when it comes to abortion, Say no, but if you don't, you don't get my body, my choice. And if you don't take the shot, if you're a nurse and a doctor, a hero who saved lives during the pandemic, you are fired. And you say, that's not happening. We had two nurses, a man and, a, and his wife, both registered nurses in our campus in our OC, both of them fired from Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles, fired because they worked all the way through the pandemic, received the highest accreditations at one of the most reputable uh, hospitals in the nation, but fired because they would not take the shot in their body. All I'm saying is this, that is a precursor of the mark of the beast. Yes, it if is. If you won't take, it, it yes, was a it trial is. run. It was just, will they go along with it? And if you don't, we don't care about your family nurse. We don't care about. All right. Pastor Jensen Franklin, very powerful message. Of course, you guys know where I stand on the jab. I think it's unwise personally, but that's your choice. Uh, he and I have a little bit different opinion on that one, but I mean, what he was saying was fire. I mean, that was, I wish if every preacher in America would just preach like that, we'd be in pretty good shape right now. Um, I think that he was pretty much not pulling any punches. He was letting people know what was going on. 
And this is what we need from the pulpit. We do not need the silent majority. We do not need, I think what's happening, which is encouraging to me is, you know, some people used to consider me kind of on the fringe, you know, because I was really bold and really outspoken. But see, what's happening from, from this movement is that what's happening, and I think Pastor Jensen gets it, but I think some other pastors, what I'm saying is they've now been influenced because they're hearing bold preachers speaking and they're saying, well, I better get, I better start speaking the truth. I better start speaking the full counsel of God. So something is happening, very significant in our nation. Something is happening. And this brings me encouragement. And so I just, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the broadcast today. Hopefully this was something that blessed you, that you can go deeper in your faith journey that you can go deeper in your walk with Jesus Christ, spending time in the secret place of the Most High, your prayer time, having a prayer life. Fast. Get into fasting. Go deeper. We don't want to be one of these people that gets sucked into the lies of the world and the propaganda and the heaviness and the depression that's trying to come on the saints of God. This is a time who the sun sets free is free indeed. In it, but not of it. Renew your mind. Not conform to the things of this world. Transform by the renewing of your mind. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, for it's the power of God unto salvation. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. What God has promised, he's also able to do. Stand on the promise of God. You are a lion. You're a general. You're made for a time as this. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The gates of hell shall not prevail. You are more than a conqueror. He's with you even until the end of the age. Jesus, Jesus. You're able to trample on scorpions and devils in the name of Jesus. You're meant to go out, to cast out, to drive out in the name of Jesus. Walk in the anointing. Walk in the anointing. Be set apart. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Remember, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Come out from among them. I'm telling you you're special in the eyes of the Lord. Many are called, but few are chosen. Go deeper in your walk. Go deeper in your faith. God is with us, my friends. This is the Todd Coconado Show. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. We love you. We bless you. God is good and faithful. You can go to ToddCoconado.com, PastorTodd.org, Remnant.News, and we'll be back. God bless.